Welcome to Transit Matters. My name is Jeremy, and this week we will be talking about bicycles. Uh, specifically talking about uh, biking in the hub on wheels with uh, my good friend Sean from Newton, who uh, rode in with me, and we uh, rode all over Boston yesterday. So we have some thoughts on that and uh, thoughts on other uh, bike-related matters. Introduce yourself to the internet in some way. Uh, my name is Sean Smith, and that's the only introduction you need. All right. Yes, I agree. I live in Newton, and I use my bike. I would say five to six days a week. I would think that uh, you know living in Newton, uh, you don't probably see a whole lot of other bikers out there. No, but over the last few years, it's been getting more and more. And Newton has a pretty good program where they're really starting to install bike paths and bike awareness. They're going to businesses. They're canning out pamphlets. Did I tell you I went to that meeting the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, like a public meeting. Yeah. And they were talking about every year putting in bike lanes from different places in Newton. And uh, it's great. I mean, they have the money and resources to do it. And they're, That's good. And they're connected to other cities that have already you know, done really well with it, Brookline. Yeah, because, I mean, you tend to think Newton's, like, kind of far out and, like, a, you know, all the stereotypes and everything we have with Newton, but if you think, like, I mean, you know, B.C. is, is Newton, and, you know, I mean, Newton right. is, like, close to the city in, in a lot of ways. Right, and that's the end of so, the Green Line. Yeah, and I, I actually have to go through Newton when I, uh, I go to work. I work in Needham, so I have to uh, get through Newton and, uh, you know, bus or bike. It's, uh, it's a long distance, and it's nice to be able to do it safely. And they've been doing um, programs where they meet, uh, I think it's like once a month, they'll meet uh, at a certain location in Newton, and they'll all ride into Boston together. Oh, that's cool. So, sort of showing people how easy it is to commute into Boston from Newton. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, just get like the bike train. It's like New York, they called it a bike train. They would just get people together and just, yeah. you know... So they they're get, also doing that for women, too. They're encouraging more women to bike because they said there's, you know, majority of people biking are men. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we could use uh, some change to that. Um, but yesterday we did the Hub on Wheels, and that was, uh, I know there are a lot more women out there, but still, yeah, probably mostly guys. Um, yeah. But I had a good time on that ride. Um, it was the, uh, so the Hub on Wheels, anybody who's not familiar, this is the city of Boston's annual uh, bike ride they put on. And it's there's a 10 mile option, a 30 mile option, and a 50 mile option. And for the first 10 miles or so, it's basically just like it's like it goes on Star Drive. They close off Star Drive, which is the highway uh, by the Charles River, and they close that. So you do a little bit of a you go up and come back, and then we went down. What is it called? Is it that goes down to the Jamaica Pond? That that Parkway goes by the like the Emerald Necklace, like the oh the Jamaica Way. Jamaica Way, yeah. I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah, so it goes down there, and it goes to the Arboretum as a rest stop, and then after that it goes through a whole bunch of neighborhoods and comes back along the along the water. And uh, it was a nice ride. Um, it had some, some rough spots. Yeah. It was a good ride. I liked it. I remember um, getting over towards uh, UMass, and when we got... It came over to the... Um, 
It's the Morrissey Boulevard. There's a big bridge coming over coming over the harbor back into Boston. Oh, the one with the carpet? With the carpet, yes. There's, <laughs> so, so it's a steel gray bridge, and I was riding with some people, and I gave them a little warning. I was like, hey, you know, there's a steel gray bridge. I'll, you know, watch up there. And we get there, and there's like these two rugs. <laughs> they're just out there. And it, it, I thought it was almost worse than the carpet. Than yeah. The, and then you get to UMass, and you go, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that path boom. is in terrible shape, that it's path like, over there. You guys can't afford to replace that. And actually, at one point, I actually got off the path and I went on the road that was nearby, and I rode that road for a little while. And because it's UMass, it's a Sunday, and not a single car went by me. Yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah. So, but uh, it's—I thought it was interesting because it showed. I actually, I tweeted this yesterday. I actually, think it kind of shows how the city prioritizes cars in a lot of ways. And so they were very excited about you know closing Star Road Drive to cars, but at the same time, it's it's like you know you get these little places where you still have to take this horrible path and. Yeah, there's 15,000 cyclists, they said, on the ride yesterday. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like uh, it seemed like a lot of people. Yeah. So, in response to my tweet, somebody, uh, I'm trying to remember who it is. I think, um, I feel like it was the amateur planner who, who replied back to me. He said, uh, he said, you know, the, the you know that little piece of path on the, when you go up the store, I drive, and then the bike path is where it gets to River Street. Um, kind of, if you're about to go into Central Square, oh yeah, is that like it's like four feet wide over there? Yeah, it's like, yeah. He said, he said, oh, it's like four feet wide, so they could have two lanes for the exit ramp there. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I've been complaining about this for a while. I'm glad somebody else is driving. <laughs> so, so that's cool. Now that 30 mile path uh, route was it was really good. Yeah, I wanted to do the 50 mile, but I thought that the uh, well, we I, did some of the 50 miles, so it probably was we probably did like a 35, 36 mile. That's right, yeah, because we because it broke, it branched off and came back twice, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad I didn't do the whole fifty mile because I, I don't think I would have made it. No, because we were going we were going too fast for most of it. Yeah, you you were riding pretty fast. I was uh, mostly trying to keep up with you. Well, that's you how I always. That's how I do things. I yeah. go out too fast and then I die. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fast. I'm, oh I'm a slow God. guy. How <laughs> did I go so fast? I'm like me, you know. I'm always a slow guy. I was riding. Um, the the friend Chris the other day and the the tour to Somerville that was on Saturday it was a uh, twelve mile bike ride around Somerville it took about two hours we had some stops and so it was a nice leisurely uh, just a fun ride all around the city and uh, you know and he said to me he's like you you always seem to be in the back he's like you you kind of tend to mosey along and I said yeah that's me I'm always in the back yeah well that was the thing with yesterday it was that's it was just a tour but people were treating it like a race that's right yeah so many people are going like so fast. Me. What was that? The person who uh, you know who passed uh, Sandy right off the bat. Yeah, what did he say? Uh, watch out, lady. Oh yeah, that's always nice. Yeah, <laughs> he was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you say you get it from cars, and you you think you oh, I'm in an environment of all bikes. And yeah, it's, you know, yeah. But assholes on bikes too. <laughs> but I think the way they did it kind of kind of worked pretty well because they, you know, you're out on Star Drive, which is, was it three lanes there. And yeah. So you know, it kind of gave room for people to kind of spread out. No, that part was really nice. Yeah. The way it was... It were just some really rough patches of road. It was yeah. like... That would have been nice they could have avoided. But it's nice that they take you through Franklin Park and all that. Yeah, and you get to see... Uh, especially on the 50-mile ride, I think you get to see even more of the neighborhoods. You get to ride, like, around... Uh, like, you don't really go quite through the neighborhoods, but, you know, you, you go kind of around, like... What was it? Uh, is it Hyde Park or West Roxbury, maybe, and... Um, we went, we actually had a, one of the rest stops was in Cobham Square, which is near Ashmont. And that was a, that was kind of a clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a well thought out area. No, we were like, it was, I was surprised, kind of a surprising accident didn't happen because we were, 
there was a bus, and there was a number 22 bus in front of us on Talbot Ave, and there were like, all these bikes were just going on the yeah, right on, side they, of the bus. they were surrounded. It was like yeah. there was a riot on, um, <laughs> and we had to tip over the bus. Yeah, I felt bad for that cop that was just standing in the middle, like, trying to, there like, traffic, it was beeping. So, yeah, well, fuck cars, is my, uh, that's Fuck the, the cars. Yeah. Get them off the streets. <laughs> there we go. So, I mean, you you kind of have an interesting story in that way because you, like, I used to drive pretty much everywhere. Yes. And you're now, like, pretty much, you pretty much hate it. I do. And I'm not like, looking forward to the wintertime where I'm going to have to actually drive around everywhere. It's just, you know, when you when you ride your bike a lot, you realize, you know, how, how much nicer it is. You're getting exercise. You're getting fresh air. Yes, you're getting yelled at mm-hmm. and cursed at. How You're not contributing <laughs> to, you know, the oil dependency that, that we have so so poorly have, you know, created here in America. Our yeah, dependency definitely. towards oil. Um, just going to the gym and back, that was adding up as far as how much money I was saving with gas. Are you talking like a mile or two? No, it's like, it's like three miles to the gym and three miles back. I'm telling you, day after day, I would bike there, bike back, mm. and it adds up. The gas, the wear and tear, the stress. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I like about it is that I can just go and just get on and go, and I can, you know, do my yeah. food shopping, I can do whatever, and um, I've never been in the position of having a car. Mm. You know, like, I've, I've, at intermittent points, like, I've had access to, you know, if I... If a roommate was going to the supermarket or something, I could go with them if I wanted to. But, you know, usually I just didn't. But I was never in a position where I had a car, and now all of a sudden saving a ton of money and time. Um, so it's hard for me to relate to what that's like. But I guess I can appreciate it. Oh, it's nice. And if you bike to, like, Central Square, mm-hmm. first of all, if you count, it takes probably know, 30, 40 minutes from our house, Sounds given the right. traffic yeah. and whatnot. I could beat somebody there biking yeah if you count parking because parking is a bitch that's right nobody counts parking and if you go on google maps it says like 10 minutes but it doesn't you know yeah you have to count parking you have to count walking to the from the car if you yeah. bike straight there it's not even i found that recently i was talking to a friend who has a car in in the city of boston and he said that you know most people actually have a you know it's part of their budget they like kind of expect that they're going to get a few parking tickets every year which i think is kind of crazy yeah, and that's like I remember uh, in Somerville a couple of years ago we had a really bad winter and there were uh, you know cases where cars were just parking too far from the curb that there was like a couple of fires and the fire engine would just like just had to like just drive down the street just breaking mirrors and stuff really because they were just like alright well fuck it just gotta get through here and uh, that was pretty incredible um, but yeah we got winter coming up so let's see uh, see how many people uh, stay on the streets in the winter I'm gonna try I'm gonna my goal is to make it through November. Okay. Well, that's not really winter. But that's... Okay. It is here. It's a good start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to park it for December, January, and February, okay. I consider that a victory for this year. All right. That's respectable. Yeah. I'm not one of those... I'm not at that stage yet. Uh-huh. Those people who can go out like you with the gloves <laughs> and the boots. <laughs> See, I, I've always ridden... four layers. And I lived in Minnesota last winter, so... But I've always ridden in the winter. I just don't... I don't ride as much. I don't really ride so much for fun in the winter. It's more that if if the bus... You know, if it's just as easy to take the bus as it is to bike, then I'll take the bus. But if 
you know, there's certain places that it takes a lot longer to take the train and the bus, and you know, you got to walk a bit. And, uh, so then I'd, I'd be more likely to bike. But if Hubway goes through the winter, then I'll be even less likely to take my own bike because then, you know, I actually use it more when there's bad weather because it's just filling in little gaps, and then the rest of it I'm on a bus or a train. Yeah. That's the other thing. You know, these streets are not plowed properly mm-hmm. around here. And you don't have enough room in the summertime, some of these streets. How the hell do you do it in the wintertime? Yeah. Yeah, well, you get, in some places you get, some places it works out nicely because you get the cars parked so much farther away from the curb, so then you get like a, there's like a half a lane there, uh, which becomes your lane. That's but true. in most cases, it's just like, you know, the bike lane is like covered, or the bike lane somehow becomes a car parking lane because somehow the car is no longer king, but it still is. Um, but... <laughs> that was a reference to Mayor Me, you know. I don't know if you got it. Remember that guy? He made Mumbles? a big speech. Yeah, he made a big speech one day. He said that the car is no longer king in Boston. Ah. And, um, but apparently it still is. So, so uh, Of course it is. You yeah. see those jackasses? We were getting towards the end of that uh, thing yesterday. The, Hub on wheels. Those people that were parked in the, um, the bike lane. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Right. The jackasses. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. like this, <laughs> this, is, this is a pull-off. It's like there's 15,000 people there riding, and it's like they, uh, you know, they couldn't. There was one spot where there was like a bottleneck, and it's like you couldn't like have towed the car by now. <laughs> but it was like a, it was like a Mercedes or BMW or something. I yeah. figured. So you don't tow those cars. Yeah, I figured it must know somebody. You make sure you give the uh, the poor biker a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like it's like in New York, you know, they'll give you a ticket for not riding the bike lane, even if there's a car parked in it. I saw that. Yeah. And you know that's not true though. They can't give you a... Well, they can't legally, but they still do it. Right. Like, you, so you have to go to court, and you have to waste your whole day. It, it's like when I was in New York, I drove a pedicab for a while, and I got 12 tickets in the course of about four months um, for, like, all, like, totally bogus things. I got a ticket for, uh, you know, just the general blocking traffic. I got a ticket for reserving a parking space. Like, all just, like, totally made-up stuff. And, uh, you know, and it all gets dismissed, but you have to go to the court, and it's like, that means at 9.30 in the morning, you, you know, you got to give up work or whatever, and... Um, I don't know if I wasn't if I had another job at that point like I might have had to just pay it because if you don't go if you don't pay it then there's a warrant for your arrest and that's that's bad and you wonder if they're doing it for safety's sake that's their excuse is that really safety right because if they were concerned about safety wouldn't they be pulling over people texting yeah I know that's it's, you look at the drivers and it's like probably at least 70% of drivers are busy on the phone yeah and they'll tell you, they'll be like, oh, I'm not texting. It's like, oh, well, Facebook guy doesn't count. <laughs> like it's, uh, but actually, Brookline, the other day, some, it got a little bit of press. Uh, the Brookline Police Department, uh, I think they tweeted this, um, asking if bikes sh- should be allowed to uh, to do the Idaho stop. You familiar with this? Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I've been talking about that to people. Uh, I mean, I think it's just like a no-brainer. And like, my it response is just like, why is this even a question? Yeah. And that would be awesome to actually let cars know, bikes to do it, put up a little sign. Right. Stop. And then next to it, Idaho stop for bikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like when there's a street that, um, where there's like a sign that says, you know, it's like a one-way street and the sign says do not enter except bicycles. Yeah. Can't I love that. Special. Yep. So, I was just looking around, looking at some of the pictures. I was sorting pictures on my computer yesterday and I was looking, I had a whole bunch from different parts of the country that I've been to. You know, things like that. Um, there's these various contraflow lanes. And, you know, a lot of times they make a really special effort to, to make a special lane and put up bollards and all that. But, you know, even in some cases, it's just like, just put except bicycles on the sign. Right. 
You know, because we all do it. And it's like, you know, you go, with, you go on a ride with anybody. It's not like we all go the wrong way the whole ride. But, you know, there might be a few streets that, you know, in order to avoid them, you have to be unreasonably inconvenienced. Yeah. So you just do it. You got to do it. Yeah. But then we have our friend uh, who likes to, you know, wait at the red light. No N- Nerdo. Yeah, he said, um, I was on a ride with him once and he said, uh, he said, no, this, oh, it was a red light and, uh, and I was starting to go and he's like, where are you going? And I, I'm like, would, you know, he's like, oh, it says no turn on red. Oh, and I was okay. like, really? <laughs> so. Cars don't even follow those rules. Yeah. Let alone bikes. <laughs> you know, you gotta think of your safety over these ridiculous rules and laws, uh, that, that they have out there. They just, you know, throw signs up. Yeah. For, for cars. They don't want cars to turn because they could, you know, run over a pedestrian, kill somebody. How many people have been killed by a biker? Yeah. That, There's been one recorded case. In Boston? In America. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there was one There was one just a couple of days ago in New York. Um, a biker killed a pedestrian? Um, well, I... I I'm not sure if she if she died or if she was very seriously injured. Like, no, well, that would be true. Might have been in a coma, but <laughs> yeah. So this was a high profile case, and this has been getting uh, some some attention in the you know the blog world, which I've been reading the past two days or so. Um, and yeah, I guess he in Central Park in New York is this, this big. You well, know, you've been there, yeah. Um, but you know, if anybody hasn't been there, it's basically this big auto loop, and it's like a few lanes, and you know, people like to go train there on their bikes. They just go really fast, and uh, so this guy hit the person who was trying to use the crosswalk. And um, whether or not she she had the the proper walk signal is really kind of irrelevant, I think. Like if you're just, I mean, there there is a line of like just not being a jackass, right? And I think for the most part, that you know, yeah, you see some of that out there, but I think for the most part, people aren't being jackasses. <laughs> most for the most part, people are just trying to get where they're going, and just not trying to just trying to stay out of trouble and not cause any trouble. Yeah, but there are those bikers, you're right. Yeah. I have them every once in a while, but it's like, you know, and I just kind of let it go because I'm just, you know, what do you, it's like if you're going to get worked up about everything. I have a really hard time trying not to get worked up with car drivers because, like, I want to yell at everybody. I want to, like, you know, sort of when I got, when I got into biking when I was, like, 22, I sort of wanted to just, like, take my U-lock and just smash everyone's mirror and stuff. You know what I do a lot? I wave to people. Like, I thank them for stopping even though, yeah, by law they're supposed to stop. Right. Or, like, they have no choice but to stop. I go, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so they feel like, oh, I just had a good experience with a biker. It's like a friendly, like, oh, thank you very much kind of thing. Yeah. If they're annoyed. I told you about that woman. I, I was biking through Newton, and she was going to walk across the street, and I had stopped at a red light, and I wasn't going. And she goes, oh, you know, that's really terrific that you're not going through that red light. So many bikers just go through red lights. <laughs> Very passive aggressive. Right, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I said, if only the cars would, you know, go the speed limit. All those cars, they go too fast, <laughs> and they, you know, run us off the road. Yeah, I like it. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, enough with the, you know, generalizing, picking on the bikers. Yeah. It's like because they're so used to drivers driving poorly that it, they don't even notice it. Yeah. So the question in that's like is, our society is fat, so we don't even notice. <laughs> our society is so fat. Yes. <laughs> We've just become accustomed to everyone is fat. 
That's okay. Right. <laughs> but it, so the question becomes like, you know, in, in, I don't know, 10 years, when there's a lot more people biking, do, do we come to the point where that same thing about that people think about cars and people don't realize that cars are breaking all these laws, does that then apply to bikes? Do people not make a thing about it? Or are we never going to get to that point? I don't think we're ever going to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are saying in New York that maybe, you know, bikes might wind up being banned in the Central Park now. <laughs> so they're, really? they're trying to push back. I don't know that anybody's, like, seriously pushed that, but that know, that's, like, crazy. a fear. That would be crazy. Because that's always, the, you know, the reaction is always against bikes. And, you know. Well, look at Montreal. Montreal just, you know, from my experience, the drivers and bicyclists just have gotten along. They get along, you know, mm-hmm. they... Bike uh, cars know they just can't just take a left without being a hundred percent sure that they've checked to make sure that people aren't coming both directions. Yeah. So you know, it's not about the blame game; it's about taking personal responsibility for your driving and your actions. Whereas here we go, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. So I think they just—I think they, from just my little time there, they seem to have a different culture there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's um, sort of a, a different... It's like a cultural thing because in some countries they have laws that they say basically if you... You know, if there's a collision between a car and a bicyclist, then it assumes that the car is at fault. Yeah. Unless proven otherwise. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, I know I did. Um, you can send in your thoughts and feedback. I want to hear from you and what what you think about some of the things that we discussed. Um, I know everybody has thoughts, and everybody says, "Oh, no, that's not you know, it's not really anything. It's just." Yeah. But uh, it's always of interest to others. So uh, you know, send it in feedback at transitmatters.info, or you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at critical transit and. Uh, my other site, criticaltransit.com, there might be something there of interest. Uh, there might not be. I can't promise anything. But uh, but in any case, yeah, go to the website, transitmatters.info, to find out more about the show and our other work and to uh, get involved and send us your thoughts. Uh, there is also a contact form on the webpage in case you're averse to social media and to uh, the this wonderful thing called email that uh, some of us still do. Um, I'm a big fan of email. I uh, get really frustrated when people don't reply to my emails. Um, but there is also a Facebook page, if you like. Um, it's called Transit Matters. You can find us there. So, anyway, feedback at transitmatters.info is that old email address. And uh, you should write in, and I will talk to you soon. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, before we go, uh, I've gotten some feedback, and uh, I just want to let you know that I haven't forgotten about it. I just haven't had a chance to go through and uh, respond to it. So if you've written in, uh, that's great. I have it, and I will uh, get back to you. So stay tuned. Yeah, so... Um, you are licking the hell out of yourself, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, my, my feline roommate behind me is... Uh, like I'm trying to, he's like mad at me. He wants me to move. He's like clawing me. He's like get out of my way. I've been sitting here since before he was here. He's so. been cleaning himself for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think he got it, buddy.